What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're enjoying these episodes as much as I'm enjoying recording them. So today's guest, it's going to be an interesting one. He flat out told me he's like, I'm anti-keto, I'm anti-intermittent fasting. So you all know my thoughts on both of those, and I actually like both of them. So let's see what Stu Schaefer has to say. He's a 20-year award-winning celebrity weight loss coach. He specializes in helping people put their body into the thermogenic state. So they burn fat 24-7 and lose weight like they did in their 20s. Stu struggled with anorexia in his teens, and when he overcame his eating disorder, he realized he wanted to help people create their perfect body in a healthy, sustainable weight. Since then, Stu has helped thousands of people transform their body and empower themselves to create a massive success in their life. So let's tune in. If you're looking for all of my favorite products, you need to head on over to drlisao.com forward slash bio. Stu Schaefer, I am so excited to have you here. I got your name right this time. It was kind of like a tongue twister earlier (laughs) where we always have to like stop and re-record. Stu, 
I'm really excited about this conversation today. You have got a whole phenomenal way to really help women release their fat to uh, gain vibrant health and all sorts of stuff. So deep dive in first off, like, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself to everyone here. I want to know how you got into this too, because uh, I know your story, but I want everybody else to know your story too. Sure. Okay. Well, so my name is Stu Schaefer and I'm a celebrity weight loss expert. And what I do essentially is I help people, mostly women, but men can do this too. (laughs) I help people really put their body into something called a thermogenic state so that they start automatically burning fat all the time and essentially reset their metabolism so that they can gain total control over their body period. End of story. They can do whatever they want with their body. It's, it becomes easy and predictable. Now, how did I get started in this? Well, it's a very interesting story actually, because when I was 13, I got arrested. All right. Well, that's kind of weird, but because I was so impacted by such a negative experience, I ended up becoming anorexic and, you know, you have to imagine, put yourself in my shoes. Everyone who I thought was my friends ended up not being my friends. Uh, The entire community judged me and labeled me. And I betrayed the trust of my own parents. And I'm 13 when everything's the end of the world anyway. So all that combined, I just felt like I sank into this deep, dark hole. Thank God that back then suicide wasn't trendy like it is today. And self-harm wasn't trendy uh, because I probably would have ended up being a cutter or probably would have ended up attempting suicide, just being honest. Instead, I turned to anorexia as a way of self-harm. And there were days where I would only eat maybe an apple all day long. I was about five foot nine at the time. And I weighed about a hundred pounds. Okay. Well, Finally, I had a breakdown in, in ninth grade. So I was about 14 and a half at this point. So about a year and a half of being anorexic, I had a breakdown, like a mental breakdown, studying Shakespeare in one of my classes. I mean, it just was terrible. And it was like something was this turning point where then after that, I, I ended up doing a program, a health program. And this program had you eat you know, five to six times a day. And I will tell you for the first 30 days, I had anxiety all day long because every time I ate, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fat. And, and because I was eating all day, I had the anxiety all day. Well, after 30 days, I kind of proved to myself that no, I, I did not get fat. And it was a breaking off. It broke the chain off of that belief, which allowed me to kind of take the steps to freedom. Well, in that moment, I remember very clearly, I said, I know how it feels when you hate your body, when you have an issue. And I remember there would be days where I'd be watching all these different doctors on television. We didn't have the internet so much back then. And, you know, trying to figure out what do you do? How do you eat right? And it's even worse today with the internet. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed and so anxious because there was information overload. And some days I just wanted to just bury my head under the covers and not come out because it was like, I felt lost. I felt trapped. I felt, it felt hopeless. And I was extremely frustrated with my body, hated what I saw and just uncomfortable, uh, 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 just very uncomfortable. <laughs> when I broke through that, I thought, oh my gosh, I want to be a health coach because I can relate 
to everyone who's feeling this way, it's very real and it's, and it's normal and it's natural. And that's why I made it my commitment to do this. Now, I'll tell you how hard it is. Even after I started being a health coach and had been health coaching for several years, I had a client who came in and said to me, I was sitting in uh, my office one day at a health club where I was working. This was about 2012. No, this was 2009. I'm sorry. This was 2009. I had been health coaching for several years at this point. And she came in, she was still huffing and puffing. Her workout had just been done. And her name was Ashley. And she said, um, I have a problem. I can't lose weight. And I said, what's going on? She said, I tried this diet. I've tried Atkins. I've tried paleo. It just been kind of recently new at that point. I've tried South beach. I've tried the zone diet. I've tried calorie counting. I've, she tried everything. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're taught in, in school and is in, you know, as a, as a health coach, a dietitian, a nutritionist, and a trainer, you're taught calories, bingo, restrict calories. The body has to lose weight, period. End of story. And it obviously had worked with all my other clients. So I'm looking at Ashley going, okay, clearly she's eating more than she thinks she's eating and she's not exercising correctly. And I was a little bit arrogant at the time I was in my early twenties. And so I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but I, you know, I was like, okay, I can, I can help you. I know what's going on. (laughs) Okay. Well, she agreed. And the first five weeks, she did not lose a single pound, not a, not a one. And she's in the office crying. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a failure. Everything I thought I knew, I don't know. I should might as well just give up the profession. Okay. Cause this isn't clearly I'm wrong. And I said, I looked over at her across the desk and I said, look, Ashley, we're going to figure this out. I don't care how long it takes. I'll work with you for free until I figure this out because she'd been suffering for years and years and years. And what would happen is she'd lose three to five pounds. Then she'd gain it back. Then she'd gain like six to 10 pounds over the course of the year. And she had done this for five or six years straight. And she's trying to lose between 30 and 50 pounds now. So I go on this search, two week deep dive search. I'm thinking, I'm going to figure this out. I don't know what's going on, but there's got to be something here. And I stumbled onto what was happening. It's called repressed metabolic syndrome. Okay. And this is something that happens. It's a phenomenon that happens to the body when you diet too much, or you work out too much or a combination of both. What does dieting mean? Either restricting calories too much or too often, or for too long or restricting foods or a combination of those. And there's only one way to fix this. It's called putting your body into the thermogenic state. In fact, that's really the only way to lose weight safely and permanently without wrecking your body. This is what I've discovered. So I go back to Ashley and I say, Ashley, I figured out what's going on. I explained the repressed metabolic syndrome to her. And she goes, well, that makes sense. I said, well, we, we got to actually eat more and exercise less. She was exercising 90 minutes a day. She was eating about a thousand calories a day. And she looked at me and she goes, there's no way. Now we had tried everything too. I had gone through, we tried calories water, uh, grapefruits, uh, you know, the, the fat burning foods, the, the, the peppers, the hot, you know, we had tried everything too. I mean, we, we exhausted everything and nothing worked. And I said, Ashley, look, let's try it for a week. If you gain weight, we'll stop immediately. Okay. It took me about half an hour to an hour to convince her. And she reluctantly said, okay, I'm willing to try anything for a week. 
fine. Okay. At the end of the week, she was down two pounds and I'm going, we figured it out. Yeah. She's like, no, this is just what my body does. I go down three to five and then I gain it back. So, okay, fine. Well, the next week she's down another two and then another and another and another. And at the end of 12 weeks, she ended up losing 36 pounds. And she was like, what? She goes, I don't understand why this worked. How is this possible? We had upped her calories by 50%, a 50% increase in calories. Now I don't count calories, but this, I'm just telling you what happened. And the exercise went down to about 45 minutes to an hour a day. So almost half the exercise and she dropped. Now, most experts will tell you that's not possible. Okay. And I would have agreed with them, except that was the only thing we did that worked and it was possible and it happened. And I thought, oh my gosh, if this worked with Ashley, who couldn't lose a pound to save her life, I go, how would this work with my quote unquote normal clients, the clients that are already doing well with the calorie restriction. So I went to all my other clients and said, look, let's try this because it's, I think it might work better. And it did. Not only did they start losing weight faster, they were never hungry no cravings, super high energy. And since I was working with women in their fifties, a lot of them said, Oh my gosh, my, my hormones are actually evening out. I'm sleeping better. I don't have mood swings. This is incredible. And I'm losing weight at the same time. I could, can, I could sustain this forever. This is great. And that's how I figured it out. I love it. I love it. And that's one of those things I think let's do a deep dive into just with exercise, because I see that a lot. Um, I was that girl that did CrossFit all the time. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, So, uh, and I was struggling to be like a size 12 or 14, but Mm -hmm. my biggest aha for me was after a CrossFit workout, I would come home and like sleep for two to three hours. And I was like, (laughs) this is like literally killing me. Like this cannot be done. So, um, let's deep dive into, and granted CrossFit is, um, you know, high intensity, but it's a lot of cardio too. Right. Yeah, but yeah. let's talk about like people that are just slaving on the treadmill for mm-hmm. an hour or two hours and how cardio can really, uh, I love seeing like the change that's happening within our, our fitness industry now, but there's still mm-hmm. a lot of people that think like running a marathon is an amazing idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a good point. So if, by the way, if you're wanting to run a marathon, uh, you, you should, because yeah. if that's something that you really want that accomplishment, that's great. Uh, if you're trying to run a marathon as a way to lose weight, that's probably not a good idea. Okay. And it's funny because I had a client not long ago, her name it, it was Lachlan. And um, she found me on Instagram, actually. And I'd done a post about how too much exercise actually stops the body from losing weight. And it puts it into this lockdown mode. And she said, I think that's what's happening to me. And I said, well, Lachlan, what, what are you doing? And she goes, well, I work out two hours a day. In fact, I've scheduled myself to do marathons and triathlons because it's the only thing I can do that keep me motivated to do all that. I said, well, what's going on? She goes, well, I'm, you know, in my late forties, she might've been 50. She's there 49 or 50. And she goes, and I can't lose weight. I've been trying for eight years, eight freaking years. And I'm like, okay, I know what's going on. You have repressed metabolic syndrome. And this happens with the overexercise. No joke. We worked together for 12 weeks. She was eating. She went from like uh, about 1200 calories or a little less per day up to about 1600. Again, that's a 50% increase. Okay. And she started exercising 30 minutes a day 
no high intensity, anything, no hit, no running. I said, Lachlan, we got to just pull you down. Your, your body is, is just suffering. Plus she had gone early menopause, all this weird stuff. Okay. Well, not only did she lose 18 pounds. Okay. But she like turned back the clock on some of the hormone issues she had had. And she, her attitude changed, her energy was through the roof. She even said, oh my gosh, I have so much more time now. This is amazing. I go to the gym in the morning, I get it done. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to try to figure out when I'm going to put this exercise in my day because it's so such a big chunk. And I'm eating so much. I'm never hungry. I have no more cravings. Um, my hair is getting thicker, you know, all these good positive things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why does this happen? Well, most people are aware. And, and if you're not, that's okay. But what's happening is we're becoming aware that the exercise is a stress, no matter if it's a healthy stress or an unhealthy stress, the higher the intensity, the more stress, the longer the duration, the more stress, the more frequent, the more stress. Now we're already stressed out of our minds just, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. And now you mentioned CrossFit. I'm going to explain why some of the athletes in CrossFit look amazing. And then some don't, I'm going to explain why that happens. Yeah. So what happens is with Lachlan and with a lot of women, they start doing more and more and more, and then they cross the tipping point where then it becomes detrimental and it actually causes their body to go into what's called the catabolic state. This is opposite of the thermogenic state. And when your body goes into the catabolic state, you actually store fat and burn muscle. It has the opposite effect. Okay. Now cortisol is a big driver of this. And of course, if you're constantly elevating your cortisol, that's going to stop the production of your other hormones. Not only will it stop production of your thyroid hormone, it will also stop production of your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone hormones. So they go out of whack, which makes things even worse. And it's this downward spiral. Now, why do some of the CrossFit athletes look amazing? It has more to do with age and body resiliency. And this is what I mean. This is a common thing I hear. Most women who I work with are, are convinced that something's wrong with their hormones, and this is why they're gaining weight. Well, something is wrong with their hormones, but that's not the cause. That's the symptom. What happens is this. When we're younger, when we're in our 20s, let's say, our bodies are much more resilient. Okay, compare a 20-year-old to a 90-year-old. It's very easy to see. If a 90-year-old tried to do CrossFit at the same level as the normal 20-year-old athletes, they would probably die or have some severe injury. This is common sense. We know this. However, what we don't realize is as we age, there are subtle changes that happen. Namely, our body just becomes more sensitive. It becomes more sensitive to stress, physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, et cetera, food sensitivities that we could tolerate early in our life. We can't tolerate anymore. So what does this all mean? Okay. Well, Lisa, what this means is all the stuff you did in your twenties that you thought was the best thing to do was actually bad. It's been bad the whole time. You just got away with it in your twenties. And now that you've hit your forties or fifties or beyond your body's now sensitive enough that you can't get away with it anymore. I.e., some of these athletes who do CrossFit look great in their twenties and their early thirties, but eventually it catches up with them because they're chronically elevating their adrenaline and their cortisol levels. And eventually that wipes out all their other hormones and they have long-term fat, uh, long-term issues that no one's really talking about. I agree. And I see like there, um, I was at a facility, uh, I don't even want to name the name, but it was 
one of the first five affiliates, right? Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of big names that came through there. And it was one of those things to watch these people with their injuries. And then mm. also because they're following all the paleo, but then they would throw in all of their uh, really inflammatory foods. They never really, mm. I, I'm looking at it from a cellular level, right? Like mm-hmm. mitochondria, like how can we heal? And they were just always chronically injured. So mm-hmm. it would be interesting to like, look at them now, 10, 20 years down the road to really do this little check-in to see mm. all of that. Yeah. You know, if you look at something like CrossFit, which is, you know, we're talking CrossFit and I don't mean to bash CrossFit. I mean, it has its place, but it was originally designed for, for military and, and, and things which you generally, when you're in the military on the front lines, you're probably not going to be in your forties and fifties. Usually, you know, you're usually in your teens, twenties and thirties and your body again is very resilient. The guys in their forties and fifties in the military are usually, you know, sitting behind a desk at that point or doing something a lot less strenuous. So you just have to look, take everything in context and and something that you love, right? Like you had just said, like, if you absolutely love running and it's something that's amazing and you want to run the marathon and like go for it. But it was one of those things that I think of my time period during CrossFit years was when I was running half marathons and I did seven in a year and I hated running, but I did it because (laughs) I wanted to be skinny. And instead I tanked my thyroid, right? Like the things that we do, the things that we all do, like you had it at 13 years old, but I think we all have to really come to grips of being like a okay with ourselves in the first place and accepting us to where we are. Okay. So how do we safely put ourselves into a thermogenic state? So we're not, um, like, so we're using that fat for fuel. So good question. Okay. So, so like I said earlier, really getting into the thermogenic state is really the only sustainable and safe way to lose weight without wrecking the body. What do I mean? Well, when you do a normal diet and you either restrict calories, and by the way, if you look at 99.9% of diets, in fact, I've never seen a diet other than, you know, what I teach that doesn't do this. And by the way, even, and if someone's listening to this and you're like, this is not the information I've heard, I don't blame you because if you were to line up a hundred experts, including doctors, mind you, 99 out of a hundred will tell you that the only way only, only the only way to lose weight is to go into a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. They won't even say that that's one way. They'll say it's the only way 99 out of a hundred. That's not true. That is not also like, look at the fact, like I always say on this podcast, since the get go, follow the money, right? Like we understand, (laughs) like, even I was interviewing somebody yesterday and they were like, well, do you understand why they always say salt is bad? And again, it went back to the researchers getting paid off the same way they did it with fat with like, Oh, fat's horrible because it was a sugar industry that wanted it. So it's always, I mean, and nothing more than what we've witnessed the last two years, let's just follow the money because that's why they're telling us calories out or versus calories. Uh, in. And that's, but that's been that way forever. And I, yeah. I don't fault them. It's because that's, that's a very easy way to measure things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're, when you're doing a study, you have to have some sort of quantitative data and calories are very easy to, to quantitate. Okay. They're a numerical number. However, the truth is that every different food that you eat has a different chemical reaction in your body. Okay. And it affects your hormones differently. We know this, even different types of carbohydrates have different chemical reactions in the body. And so for anyone to say a calorie is a calorie doesn't know how the body works because you could get, you know, a thousand calories from alcohol Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you die. The body doesn't use calories to survive. It uses nutrients. Mm -hmm. It needs proteins, carbs, fats, vitamins, and minerals. The key is And this is getting to your question about how do you put your body in the thermogenic state? Well, you have to 
get the right foods and the right combination at the right time of day to create those chemical reactions, to do whatever it is that you want for the body. In this case, to really cause the body to burn fat safely and permanently and to give you tons and tons of energy. So how do you do this? Well, there's something called the food quadrant. What is the food quadrant? Imagine a quadrant, okay? It's like, it looks like a window, okay? With a, a, it looks like a plus sign, okay? A big plus sign. You have four quadrants in that plus sign. Number one is how much you eat. Number two is what you eat. Number three is the timing of foods during the day. And number four is the combination of foods at each meal. All right, well, what do 99.9% .9 of diets and experts talk about? Either what you eat or how much you eat, period. That's it. They only focus on 50% of the equation. All diets boil down to either telling you what to eat or how much to eat, but they never talk about when to eat certain foods, how to combine the right foods at each meal. And those are, are just as important, if not more important. In fact, the most important is the combination of foods at each meal. If you're combining the right foods at each meal, you can get away with eating a lot of quote unquote bad foods that most people tell you you can't have if you're trying to lose weight. And you'll still lose weight because you're combining the right foods. This also, by the way, is why some people will can restrict calories and still not lose weight. In fact, sometimes they may even gain fat because they're eating the wrong foods in the wrong combination, even if the foods are still healthy. And I'll give you an example, fruit, fruit, fruit is a healthy food. People love fruit. Women especially love fruit. And in my experience, when I used to work with women, They'd say, I've done everything. I can't lose weight. I eat healthy. I exercise. And when they said they eat healthy, they were eating healthy, eating healthy foods, but they weren't eating correctly to cause the right chemical rea reaction in the body. They were eating a lot of fruit and fruit has the same impact on your body as eating a cookie. And so even though it's a healthy food, it will still cause you to gain fat if you don't eat it at the right time or you don't combine it with the right foods. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. So when you're putting your body in the thermogenic state, you do it two ways. Endothermically, this is from the inside out. This is with nutrition, the right combination of foods at the right time of day and the right foods and the right you know, uh, amount. And then you also do it exothermically with exercise, but not too much because that'll shut the body down. So it's not like this. Here's what people need to know. When you're looking at this, it has to be like a prescription. Too much of the prescription kills you. Not enough doesn't get the results. It's the same with the exercise and the nutrition. More is not better. Less is not better. It's the exact right amount, period. And that's how you get into the thermogenic state. And when you get into the thermogenic state, five things happen. Number one, your energy goes through the roof all day long. Number two, you start burning fat all the time. When you're sleeping, even you burn fat. Number three, your appetite normalizes. What does this mean? It means you're hungry when it's time to eat. You're not hungry when it's not time to eat. Number four, your cravings vanish. Why? Two reasons. One, you're not restricting foods anymore. And two, your hormones balance. And this is number five, your hormones balance. And here's the order in which they balance. First, your insulin and blood sugar balance. Number two, your cortisol levels balance. Number three, your thyroid balances. Now, ghrelin and leptin also balance, but those are not the big three. The big three are the insulin, the cortisol, and the thyroid. And when those big three balance, then your sex hormones balance, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone balance naturally without hormone replacement therapy. 
And this is how it works. Now, how long does it take? Oh, is it like keto where you have to go through the keto flu to get into the thing? No, it takes a couple of weeks normally to undo the damage that most people have done to their body. The longest I've seen it take is four weeks. This happened to a client of mine named Mary, who is in her fifties and had started keto to get rid of seizures, which I guess it's very good at doing. Yep. Eight years later, she had no appetite, no energy, and she had put on 50 pounds and she said, I don't know what to do. So we did, uh, we, we did the protocol five weeks in, she had lost two pounds. And she said, well, I'm a little bit discouraged. I said, Mary, I don't blame you. I said, but let me ask you something. How's your energy? She goes, well, that's kind of the only reason I'm still optimistic. My energy is higher than it's been in years. Okay. How are you sleeping? Phenomenal. Oh, I mean, I finally sleep through the night. I don't wake up. I go, okay, how's your workouts going? She goes, well, I'm feeling a lot stronger. My weights, my, uh, the weights that I'm lifting are going up. This is great. I said, well, Mary, I can see everything you're doing. You're doing everything right. Give it another week. It could be that your body just has to catch up because you have been to essentially wrecking it mm-hmm. for eight years. And she mm-hmm. goes, okay, okay, okay. The next week she lost two pounds. Very similar to Ashley's story. Actually every week for the next 10 weeks, she lost between two and two and a half pounds And she netted a 26 pound loss in 15 weeks. And she said, oh my gosh. She goes, I'm so glad I stuck with it. I would have missed all those results. And and I'll tell you the next week when she had lost that two pounds, she said, Stu, I think something just shifted with my body. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I woke up hungry for the first time. And I went, aha, this is good. It means your metabolism is speeding up. And she goes, yeah, it's definitely feels different and boom. So it took her body about four and a half weeks to actually switch gears, but that was eight years of chronic keto of, you know, cutting out these foods and not eating. Most people, it takes a week and a half or two. And they tell me, oh my gosh, I have so much energy. I remember I had a client and I, we had done it. She had just started. It was a week later. It was Monday morning. And I said, how was the first week? And she goes, I cleaned my whole house this weekend. I can't remember the last time I had this much energy, the boxes that have been there for three years, unpacked all the boxes, put every organized everything. This is great. I've been waiting for this this for years. This is awesome. And that's what happens is initially you'll notice the energy, your body will start burning fat. Your weight starts going down very quickly. You're not restricting foods. You're actually eating a lot. Some clients tell me, I can't eat this much. Oh my gosh. Are you sure I'm going to lose weight, Stu? This is a lot of food. Yes, yes, I'm sure. And so this is why it's so sustainable because you're not, you're not, you're not destroying your body. You're actually working with your body. And you're having people, they're literally losing weight on the scale. Yeah. So this, but they're gaining muscle with this too, I'm assuming. So they're still, yeah. they're probably actually losing they're losing a ton of fat then obviously yes. because for, to see that the net two pounds or whatever it is per week. That's a good point. Yeah. So look, some of my clients, so I have one in particular named Angie we're working with right now and, um, and another one named Julie, actually, they're both in their, in their fifties. And for three weeks straight, they didn't lose any weight on the scale. And they said, Stu, it's something's not working. I said, no, I look, I said, no, trust me. Something's working now. All my clients, I say, you got to take your measurements and you got to take progress photos because the, the scale is one measurement. That's not usually very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
Angie takes her pictures and she goes, holy smokes, I can see my stomach is totally flattened out. This is amazing. Julie takes her updated pictures and her measurements. She had, well, she had lost three inches off her waist. That's huge. Yeah. Three inches, three inches. And, Mm -hmm. and, but her weight had stayed the same and that's an inch a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which part of it probably was the fact that she wasn't bloated from eating some of these terrible foods. Okay. But that won't account for three inches. And so she said, I am so glad that I didn't just go by the scale. This is, this is a whole new mentality for me because all my life I've been programmed to just go by the scale, the pounds, the pounds, the pounds. Mm -mm. She goes, now what I'm realizing is it's all about the inches. It's about how the clothes fit. I go, well, that's ultimately what everyone wants. Right. It's just that we, again, it's a, it's like calories. It's a terrible measuring tool, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Muscle definitely like more compact. I was going to, it's always that thing where people say, well, muscle weighs more than fat. And it's like, well, a pound is a pound regardless, but definitely a pound of (laughs) muscle is much much more more compact. Yes. So something that you touched on early on, and I want to talk about this because, um, intermittent fasting is a big thing, but what I find, because you said as a 13 year old (laughs) being anorexic, you would do an apple a day. And what I find, I'm sure, I think we're going to agree on this too. I know we, we went into this thinking we're going to disagree on a lot. I find a lot of people doing OMAD. So one meal a day, Mm. right? So think of what the whole craze right now with intermittent Mm -hmm. fasting. I find Mm -hmm. a lot of people justifying um, an eating disorder Mm. and stating it as one meal a day. I'm doing it because I'm, you know, I'm intermittent fasting right now. Well, this is a good interest. This is an interesting topic of conversation right. because I mean, we could go on forever, but <laughs> yeah. So fasting is popular and, mm-hmm. and here's what the fasting community will say. They'll say it's great because it causes metabolic flexibility. It helps with mitochondria. It causes, um, it regulates your insulin and blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a great way. And then you, you know, you don't, you're not hungry, so you don't have cravings. Okay. Well, let me tell you the truth about fasting. And this is what no one will tell you. And, 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 and I don't know how scientific you want to go into this rabbit hole, but on a a bird's eye view, what it's a stressor. Well, so that's true. That is Mm -hmm. true. That's what no one talks about is that when you fast, number one, it does raise your cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. There's only one professional athlete in the whole world who fasts consistently. This is a sumo wrestler. Okay. Sumo wrestlers for centuries have only eaten one meal a day. Why? Because they know it's the fastest way to gain weight. Why do you gain weight when you only eat once a day? There's a few reasons. Okay. Number one, our bodies all have a threshold of what they can absorb per feeding. It's a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs, certain amount of fats, certain amount of vitamins and nutrients you can absorb per feeding. Now we know this with vitamin C. This is so obvious. We go, okay, if you get too much vitamin C, guess what happens? You don't absorb it all. Your body pees it out. Well, here's the downside. When you get too much food at one meal, the body doesn't pee it out. Okay. It stores it as fat. Unfortunately, it does not store it as muscle. Sumo wrestlers know this. Okay. So they eat one massive meal per day because they're trying to gain weight as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. Bodybuilders also know this. Now, I'm not saying you or your listeners want to look like a bodybuilder, but they have the lowest levels of body fat on the planet, period. Their careers depend on this. Here's what people don't know. A male bodybuilder will eat the same amount of food during the day as a sumo wrestler, but they split it into six, seven, sometimes eight meals 
because they're trying to stay under the threshold so that they can put on muscle without putting on the body fat. Okay. Now, number two, whenever you eat big meals, even if you are combining the right foods together, even if you are eating healthy foods, you'll still cause an insulin spike, which is very bad for losing weight. And so, so someone who's doing one meal a day or even two meals a day, yes, you're getting massive insulin spikes. You're going so far over the threshold that your body's going to store the excess as body fat. So why do they lose weight? Some people, by the way, well, because they're actually burning off muscle and they're wrecking their body slowly and they're slowing down their metabolism, which is why you're not hungry. And so you're setting yourself up for failure in the future. You're causing repressed metabolic syndrome. It's one of the fastest ways to cause it is not to eat. So why do they say, well, it's so good for insulin and all this. Every time you eat, it causes an insulin spike. So fasting is the best thing to do. It increases HGH. Okay. This is only part of the story They're What they're doing is cherry picking certain things. And they're not giving you the whole story. When you combine the right foods together at each meal and their meal size is a little bit smaller, you won't get an insulin spike. In fact, it'll regulate your blood sugar. I had a client named Barbie who was in her fifties, mid fifties, post-menopausal type one diabetic. And she said, I need to, she wanted to lose 50 pounds. We worked together for 12 weeks. She, she, we set a goal of 30 pounds and she lost 29. Okay. (laughs) Well, she was eating, she went from eating two meals a day to eating five meals a day. And once she started eating the five meals a day, she actually was using one eighth the amount of insulin because her blood sugar was so much more stable than when she was trying to do the fasting and she lost 29 pounds and she wasn't even working out that much. 30 minutes a day. She had injuries, postmenopausal. I mean, you name it. She, she, there was no reason that she should succeed yet. She did. And it works like that every time. So you're not getting the full story. The fasting community just Mm -hmm. doesn't tell you the full story. You know, and it's one of those things like we, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, it was one of those that we thought like, Hey, we might have a lot of differences here because I do talk keto. I do talk, but it's, it's interesting because everything is cyclical. And I always go back to our paleolithic ancestors. Like they were not literally in ketosis 24 seven. We should Mm -hmm. not be in keto and especially women. We should not be in ketosis 24 seven. We're in and out and all of that as well. And it's the same thing, especially, um, you know, the listeners, everyone, they know my story, but it was that fact that I was so stressed and I did everything wrong in trying to lose weight. And Mm -hmm. I did the one meal a day and it tanked everything. Mm -hmm. So people don't understand like how much of a stressor it is. And so we've got to be able to meet the body of where we're at, at that time period. All right, Sue, share with them or go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Share with them where they can find out more information about you and all that good stuff. We'll have show notes here too. This is really good. I want to touch on keto really quick. Yeah. Um, This is where maybe our opinions will differ slightly, but um, if you, there's a medical term that's been around since the nineties and this actually started, see where we go through fads. You mentioned this earlier, there was a low fat fad and there was a low carb fad. Mm -hmm. Then there was a high protein fad paleo. (laughs) Yeah. Then there was no gluten, you know, no trans fats. Mm -hmm. And now we're just, we're in a high fat fad and pretty soon we're going to be in the plant-based fad. Mm -hmm. And in every fad, everyone is certain that it's the thing that this is like, we've figured it out. Okay. Well, in the nineties, it was a, uh, it's transitioned into a low carb fad. And so since the nineties, there has been a medical term 
called diet-induced hypothyroidism. This is where you actually cause hypothyroidism through diet. And there are two things that cause diet-induced hypothyroidism. The first is too low of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. The second is too high of fats, even if they're good fats. The low carbs will actually lower your T3 levels. The high fats will actually lower your T4 levels. This is why in the last three years, I've probably, I've seen more women because mostly I work with women, but it affects men too, but I've seen more women with hypothyroidism than I had in the previous 17 years combined of my career. And it's because all these women are doing keto and essentially what they're doing is they're lowering, they're they're destroying their thyroid from both angles. Plus they're raising their cortisol. Plus their insulin is out of balance and then their sex hormones get thrown out of balance. And this is why if you look at the community right now of, of uh, naturopathic doctors and uh, functional medicine doctors, one of the top things they're prescribing right now is thyroid medication because so many women are, have these imbalanced thyroids and this is what's happening. Yeah. And we don't disagree. Like I am 100% because that's when, um, when I made it public that I had been diagnosed with my thyroid stuff, literally I had people like behind the scenes saying it's because you're keto. And I was like, time out. Like I eat carbs. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I, I am not low carb all the time. Right. And that's why I so, and, and absolutely uh, Dr. Amy Horneman and I talked about it on the podcast and, and it is, but when people, some people that are like, the type A's and they're going to go for it. And they're going to stay in ketosis. Like you said, your one client for years, holy smokes, Mm. is going to tank it. So Mm. 100% agree with that. And it's also, I think the last two years of the stressors that we've been under, like people don't even like, they don't understand turning on the news is such a stressor and, and, you know, all of the stuff that happens with the adrenals. Then, I mean, I said it yesterday, the thyroid only goes once the adrenals have long gone. So, Mm -hmm. um, lots of extra stuff. So share with them your website, share with them all this information where they can find out more. Sure. Yeah. And I think we're going to do a free gift for your listeners. So, uh, I'm going to just make a special link for anyone listening and the link will just be stewschafer.com slash Lisa. Okay. And so Stu Schaefer is spelled S T U S C H A E F E R.com slash Lisa. And what you'll get is um, I'm going to give you access to my masterclass on fat loss, my fat loss blueprint and the thermogenic quiz you can take to see how well you rank on that. Um, this is a tremendous value, but I'm, I'm happy to give that to your listeners as a special. Awesome. Um, my, my main website is just stewschafer.com. You can find me on social media. Instagram is at stewschafer. And um, yeah, this is great. Um, and if you have questions, I'm happy to, uh, to get in touch with anyone. And, and I do actually reply if you send me a message. Okay. So, but this is key, right? This is key. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff. Awesome. Stu, thank you so much for your time today. Why? This is awesome. I hope this was informative and I hope it was good for you too. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. 
All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.